In today's show, we look at injuries around the NBA, a 30-team injury report, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on, at, on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble, at TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Here we are. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have 30 teams to look at. We have injuries to look at. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right. The Atlanta Hawks looking pretty clean. At the moment, it is just Trey Young with an ankle injury. He's listed questionable for Monday. He's had a few little ankle scares over the last couple of weeks. Maybe he misses, maybe he doesn't. It doesn't appear to be anything long-term. And if he does miss, it's just a bunch of blokes like Aaron Holiday, um, AJ Griffin who step up, and really nothing we need to care about too much. It's just the rostered players like DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, DeJounte Murray who get boosts. Maybe there's a little bit there for Bogdan Bogdanovich, but yeah, we don't really trust him that much at the moment either, do we? In Boston, there's a couple more injuries, but again, they're not considered anything long-term. Marcus Smart with his ankle problem. Maybe he returns Friday. There is a ch- They've only got um, two games this week, Boston. They play Wednesday, Friday, um, and then they play again on Monday after that. So there is a chance that we don't get anything from um, Smart this week. He wouldn't be obviously a good player to use in a weekly league. I wouldn't drop him. But are still, yeah, we're not going to get that much. And the value that you get brought from Smart's absence through to Brogdon and through to White is nullified by the fact that it's only a two-game week. Rob Williams missed their last game on Saturday with an ankle problem. He should be fine for these two games this week. I'm not overly worried about that situation. And there's no, no back-to-backs for them this week. In fact, their next back-to-back isn't until 15th of February. So we're two weeks away from their next back-to-back. In Brooklyn, we still got Kevin Durant out with the MCL. They said there is a chance that he does return before the All-Star break, but yeah, he's not going to be back this week and probably not next week. We're probably looking at that 13th of February mark, maybe for a return for Durant. Tony Warren is out, or sorry, he's doubtful for Monday with a knee problem. Oh, sorry, a shin issue. Um, it wasn't an issue. Now they're listening as a shin contusion. We don't need to roster Warren in 10 or 12 team leagues. He's a borderline 14 team league guy. Well, Benny Simmons is questionable again with that knee issue. The frustrations with him continue to mount. I get it if you want to drop him. I don't think I would. But as always, when you assess your roster, if he is your worst player, and in a 10 team league, he probably is. If he's your worst player, then you can feel okay about moving on, especially as we move closer to head-to-head playoffs. We know the deficiencies in free throw percentage, in scoring, in three-pointers. We know he's got specific skills, so that's why you can't really give a blanket um, drop because he might just be doing exactly what he needs for your team. But we've got to start considering it now with the knee issue, the low minutes, the low usage, all that stuff adding up with Ben Simmons. On the Charlotte Hornets, it's a pretty common injury report. Ubre still out without hand injury. If you need the IL slot, I wouldn't hold him. Again, like I always would like to suggest to people, try and figure out 240 minutes for a team. 
And with Haywood back and with Ball back and Rogier back, Ubre's not going to start. And he probably isn't going to play 29 minutes. He might play 25, he might play 26, especially if they're still giving minutes to Jalen McDaniels. And especially if Cody Martin's knee ever becomes good again. I don't know that it will. That's a worrying sign as well. We'll talk Cody Martin now because he missed basically, he played one minute in the first game of the year, missed months, came back, played like what, four games, and now has missed seven straight games due to knee soreness. That's a real worry. Did the surgery not fix anything? That's what it feels like. So that does give Ubre that little bit of a boost, but you're back to Ubre. He's not worth gumming up an IL slot, waiting for him to return in probably a week or two. I'd say probably probably looking at that 8th of February type mark, so about a week or so, week and a half. I don't think he's worth holding on to because he's not jumping back into a 33-minute-a-night role because a lot of that came because Haywood and Ball and Rogier earlier in the season were out, and that's not the case now. The Chicago Bulls. Javonte Green still dealing with that knee problem. He's going to be out a while. That just gives one to two extra minutes to Patrick Williams, and I think Patrick's going to hold on to those for the rest of the season. Green does have some value in deeper formats when he eventually plays, but this has been an ongoing knee problem. You want to talk about ongoing knee problems. Nothing is good about Lonzo Ball. I'm, I'm not, I can't officially say it, but I'll say it now. Like He's not playing this season. It's just not happening. So again, if you want to talk about gumming up an IL slot, which maybe you don't want to talk about, but I do because I just mentioned it, Get rid of him. There's no justification, I don't believe, for holding on to Lonzo Ball. Somehow, if you've got seven IL slots or you've got one IL slot and no one's using it, by all means, right? But he's just not going to play. There is nothing positive coming out of this camp from either the team or from any other sources around them. There is nothing positive here. He is not going to play. Now, in a dynasty league, it's a great opportunity for buy to buy for absolutely nothing. But I honestly do worry like, you see someone injured, Javante Green with his knee, whatever. Like, Marcus Smart's ankle. Kevin Durant's MCL. Like, you look at these things, you go, okay, that's fine. They'll get better. With Lonzo Ball, I look at it and go, what if he never plays again? Right? That ha- that has to be a thought that enters your head. It's 0.05% chance. But with every other injury, you never think about that. But with this one, I do. Right? So, even if you are acquiring him at a very low price in a dynasty league, which I would be trying to do, there is a risk that you get zeros like he never plays again I, I think that has to be a risk and that's not something that I throw around lightly I don't know anything there but every sort of word or the tenor of every comment that comes out of Chicago about this makes me think that that is instead of being a one in one trillion chance that he never plays again maybe it's one in a million or one in a hundred thousand which are significantly worse odds when you're talking about what his future holds it's it's really troubling Hands up to you, those of you who knew that Marco Simonovic was a player in the NBA and that he played for the Bulls. What a dreadful pick and contract he has been. He's done absolutely nothing. He's out with a neck strain. And I don't think anyone outside of Marco's family probably cares that much because he hasn't shown a single thing in the NBA. Sorry to you, Marco, and to your family. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangel. This year, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is Fangel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, Fangel. And if you're new to Fangel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download Fangel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57. 57, wow. With a no-sweat first bet, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 3,000? What? Fangio lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and who will score a touchdown. So we're going to have a look at the Super Bowl. We know it's set now. Chiefs um, versus Eagles, probably the two best teams all season in the uh, in the NFL. And the Chiefs open as underdogs, one and a half point favorites. 
Very interesting. Here's what a special Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes, and Jarek McKinnon to combine for 100 plus rushing yards at plus 100 odds. Now, I'm not an expert in the NFL. That seems like it will happen, doesn't it? Feels like it will happen. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid for your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's look at the Cavs. Kevin Love was ruled in last game and then was ruled out. Um, yeah. I had that news first, by the way. Sometimes I break some news. Doesn't happen often, but that's why I'm me on Twitter. Sometimes I'll chuck something out there. Or we'll post it on Basketball Monster first. doesn't happen all the time. But sometimes we break some news. We had that one. Kevin Love out with back spasms. He's not usable in nearly every league. But with him out, it gives minutes to the Discman, Sidi Osman, who was great last game. And do not read into that for Osman at all. Just don't read into it. He was great. He shit out most games. And Dylan Windler, speaking of never playing again, I don't know about that in terms of injury for his career, but he's not that good. And he hasn't played at all this season. Does he ever, ever actually get on the court this season or get signed again? Don't know. I thought he could be an interesting NBA player, but he has been very, very disappointing. For the Mavericks, this is a big one. The big fella, Luka Doncic, um, dealing with that ankle problem. Oh, stunning. Yeah. He's questionable for Monday against the Pistons. I, I don't think they need him against the Pistons. I think he might sit that one, then come back on Thursday against the Pelicans. With him out, you get that Dorian Finney-Smith juicy stream. We thought we'd get good stuff from Tim Hardaway, but we have not. Hardaway is, at the moment, just a stream option. Josh Green gets more minutes but he's not really a big fantasy accumulator. Um, you've got the crucifix Christian Wood, who's dealing with a thumb problem. He might return on the weekend, maybe Saturday, but not guaranteed there at all. We can use Dwight Powell as a streamer. He's had a couple of good games. He's pretty unreliable, though, but that's why we talk about it as a streamer. While Muxy Kleber might be a couple of weeks away, he claims he'll be back before the All-Star break. I claim bullshit, but that's what he claims. So we'll find out who is uh, accurate there. The person who knows his body or some idiot in Australia talking into a microphone. I don't know. Tough call. But the Denver Nuggets, only two guys out, and that's Colin Gillespie with that fractured leg and um, Jack White dealing with an adductor strain. Cool. That doesn't really matter for fantasy at all. Sorry, guys. The Pearson's Marvin Bagley in his hand issue, hand surgery. He's out, I would guess, until the All-Star break. And no, in case you wanted to ask, you do not have to stash Marvin Bagley. And Corey Joseph's out with back soreness. All right, is that a real injury? I don't know. Are they just forcing him to be out so old mate Dwayne Casey doesn't screw the rotations any further? Wouldn't put it past him. But the Golden State Warriors, the only player out at the moment is Andre Iguodala. He sat out half a season to get conditioned, came back and got injured straight away. Obviously, we're not rostering Andre Iguodala anyway. Anyway, Andy Wiggins is back from his illness, which has just been happening all the time. He's been, after a really hot start, he's been horribly disappointing over the last, say, six weeks, like very bad. Back to quite, no, almost old Wiggins, but old Wiggins that misses games. Remember, he used to be the Iron Man. Remember that? 82 games every season. That People forget some of the labels people get put on. Damian Lillard, Iron Man. Russell Westbrook, Iron Man. Carl Anthony Towns, Iron Man. These are the players that we just talk about in that, in that manner. Things change. The Rockets. Oh, God, I hate this team. Um, Jalen Green. The Filipino legend, he's dealing with a calf problem. He missed Saturday's game. He is questionable for Wednesday, but they think that he's probably going to play. And if not Wednesday, he'll play Friday. So it looks like he'll be back pretty soon, which is great. The delicate dancer, Helper and Shangoon. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Dealing with an illness, he missed Saturday's game. I'd be pretty shocked if he doesn't play on Wednesday. They're listing him questionable, but 
look, let's, let's be honest. That's still two days away. I think he'll be fine. And then the other big one is cousin Kevin Porter Jr., who's been out for two weeks now with his foot issue. We don't have a full update on him. I'm a little worried about where this is going with his foot problem, and I wouldn't be surprised if he misses Wednesday and Friday. And with him out, KJ Martin becomes an ad. And KJ Martin is just an ad and a hold through the trade deadline because I think he is the winner if Eric Gordon is traded. Now, of course, Martin can be traded as well, but I think KJ is the winner if Gordon is traded, not Eason, despite what I think might be the best option and who I know is the better fantasy contributor. I'm just going to go from what's happened for the past 55 games that Martin steps up and Eason doesn't get affected by Gordon's absence. That's just what's happened literally every second, every single time that's been the case. On the Indiana Pacers side of things, they don't play, as we discussed a lot yesterday, they don't play until Thursday. I don't think Tyrese will be back Thursday. There is a chance, but they got Friday, Sunday as well. He'll play one of those games. So that makes that hold of Timothy John McConnell a lot harder because when Halliburton is back, again, like I talked about yesterday, make the call. What do you think is going to happen? Are they going to bench Duarte or are they going to bench McConnell? Will McConnell play 25 minutes next to Halliburton or will he play 18 to 20 minutes behind Halliburton? What do you think those the likelihood of those two things is? Like, How do you think that works? And that's how you value McConnell. And yes, you might miss out on something for Thursday, a 33-minute game for him, but is it worth sacrificing a, a streaming slot for three, three days in a row? And I think the answer to that is probably no. Daniel Tice is dealing with a knee problem. He apparently is coming back soon, and I apparently don't care. On to the LA Clippers. We had a bunch of their guys resting last game, Kawhi and Paul George. I'm not putting them on the injury report. They are fine, but Marcus Morris is a different situation. He's dealing with a rib contusion. He has now missed three consecutive games. There's a chance he plays Tuesday. With him out, they just, they just give it to random blokes. So there's no like well, clear winner. Yeah, even like, say, a Norman Powell, whose production has really fallen off. After a strong run, he's played 25 minutes or fewer in four consecutive games. And you know the thing about Powell, you need really good shooting when you don't do anything else, and you need good minutes. And unfortunately, the minutes are gone. Reggie Jackson sat last game with an Achilles issue. Okay. Um, I don't think that's a serious problem, but I don't also don't know. And with Robert Covington and his personal issues, he's missed the last two games. Covington was putting together some good numbers, but on a healthy team, there just isn't a large enough role for him to be a 12-team must roster player. And we're probably going to get a return of John Wall either Thursday or Saturday. We're not adding John Wall. We're not adding Rob Covington. We're not adding Reggie Jackson. We're not even adding Marcus Morris. So all of these guys are pretty irrelevant, I think, for 12-team leagues. For 14-team leagues, Morris, Covington, Wall could be options. But like Wall might come back, and then Jackson's back out of the rotation or Wall's out of the rotation. I, I don't know. There is not enough minutes for any of these guys to matter for the vast majority of fantasy leagues. For the Lakers, both LeBron and Anthony Davis are out on Monday. First game of the back-to-back. Austin Reeves remains sidelined with a hamstring injury. And Lonnie Walker's listed probable with that knee tendonitis. Walker played in their game on Saturday. So with all those guys out, it's a big boost for Dennis Schroeder. It's a big boost for Tom Bryant. It's a big boost for Troy Brown. It's probably a boost for Rui Hachimura, but it's a one-game boost. And those guys are going to return. Yeah, James and Davis are going to return on Tuesday. They're going to play on Thursday. And we're going to see the value of those one-game streamers really reduced. So you know, even Reeves is likely to come back towards the end of this week, meaning we'll get a fully healthy team, uh, providing no other injuries happen, so we can really see where does Schroeder fit, where does Beverly fit, where does Hachimura fit, where does Reeves fit, where does Lonnie Walker fit. And the answer to most of those questions is on your waiver wire. They don't belong on a 12-team roster. The only guys I look at really are James and, and Davis with streaming value for Schroeder, for Rui, for Reeves, for Beverly, but that's it. Like None of those guys are must roster. And to be fair, they might not even be 12-team streamers because that is just the way that team looks. For the Grizzlies, Steve Adams, he is out 
with that knee problem for you know three to five weeks. So we're looking probably past all-star break here. The clear feeling there is Brandon Clark. And in deeper leagues, it's Xavier T. Ilman. Des Bain has missed two games with a knee issue, knee soreness. They don't play until Wednesday. So I'm a little worried about that with Bain, about missing those two games in a row. If he is ready to go Wednesday, and it's a Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back, so I'm going to suggest he's doubtful to play those two games and probably just doubtful to play Wednesday. So watch that with Bain. What that means is we get more opportunities for Dylan Brooks to miss shots, and we get more minutes probably for Zaire Williams, although Williams is starting because John Conchar is out with a concussion. And if Conchar plays, then him and Williams just split those minutes, and they don't provide any value for even 14-team leagues, most likely. Danny Green is likely to return on Wednesday. No, he is not an ad in 10 or 12 or 14-team leagues. I think he'll be pretty limited with minutes. And honestly, when you look at their rotation, where are the 30 minutes for him to play? They're not there. The 20 minutes for him to play. I'm not even sure that's there. Yes, he could take away from Zaire Williams. I was going to say he could take away from John Conchar. Okay, he could take away from David Roddy. Doesn't even play every game anyway. So I'm not sure where, where Dan plays. Obviously, not a fantasy ad. Let's go to the Miami Heat. It's only the three long-terms here at the moment on the injury report. Duncan Robinson with his finger injury. He's probably a week or so away. Nikola Jovic, little chungus with his back stress reaction. He's out for probably another two weeks. But Omer Yurtseven looks like they said his ankle is fully healthy and he's looking to return after the All-Star break. So your ankle's fully healthy, but we'll see in three weeks. I guess conditioning. Could he take that role back off Orlando Robinson as the backup center? I think Robinson's been pretty good. I think Robinson's actually a better player than Yurtseven. But that's really the the bulk of his value. No, he can't. Well, I'll say he can't really play next to Bam, but is Caleb Martin getting it done? I don't know. Maybe there's a chance. He's not someone I would squat on. He would someone that I would watch. But even though, like he's missed all season. And when he comes back, he's not that good. And then he's going to have to find a role. Like maybe something happens on the 15th of March or something. I don't know. I wouldn't feel too good about it. For the Milwaukee Bucks, Punch Bob dealing with that knee sprain. They said two weeks. Again, you always want to push a little extra week or so on the edge of that. So we're probably looking at him being out for this week and then maybe back towards the 10th or the 14th of February. One of those two games I think would be a decent target. Serge Barker remains out as they you know, continue to allegedly try and find a trade and no one's going to want to trade for Serge. So <clears throat> I don't know what they do. Do they just wave him? Do they just send him out for a fake second round pick? I'm not sure what's going on with Sergio Barker, but I am pretty confident that he's not going to have any impact in fantasy. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, Rudy Gobert is uh, on the injury report again. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Gobert is dealing with this groin issue. Um, they just keep listing him questionable every game. I think we're past the stage of him missing games, and they don't play a back-to-back until the 7th of February. So that's next week. Um, so we just want to watch that and then add Reed when the situation arises. Torian Prince missed a bunch of time with his ankle problem, came back and now has missed four consecutive games after hurting. He hurt it against the Rockets, came back and played through that game, and now has missed four straight games. And I think there's a decent chance he misses again Monday. And with him out, it's just Austin Rivers who gets that bump. It's really bad news, I think, for Carl Anthony Towns. We know that there was the initial misdiagnosis or misreporting of his injury. It was a grade three calf strain, so yeah, calf strain, which... Honestly, can end seasons really easy. Is Towns' season over? I don't know. I'm not ruling it out. And then we saw pictures of him yesterday watching the Eagles in the playoffs with a walking boot on. So that, to me, suggests we're not getting him back this week or next week. I I would say post-All-Star is probably likely here for Towns. And, you know, he is obviously a high-priority player. 
And if you want to look at who do, who do I use in my IL slot, it's him because he's a second round guy. But if you don't have injured reserve, I, I and I'm guessing because you've held on to him for this long, you you might have to cut bait. Like you, if you've been holding on that long, you're probably losing, yeah, with other injuries piling up too. So you need to consider that. I don't think he's back in the next three weeks, Carl Anthony Towns. And then Jordan McLaughlin, all they've said is, yeah, it's pretty bad, but we don't actually know when he is out. Is he on the same time frame as Cat? Is it a grade three strain? I don't know because they have not told us. They told us nothing about his calf injury. With him out, they, of course, boost Jalen Noel and Austin Rivers as well. McLaughlin had a chance to be an interesting player, but, you know, calves and shit. Let's talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. CJ McCollum missed last game with a thumb issue. I don't think there's any problem with that. Um, he should be fine. Brandon Ingram rested last game with his toe issue. Again, just something to remember. Someone mentioned um, in the chat of one of my videos of the day saying, hey, yeah, when do you think Ingram's coming back? But and sometimes it slides under the radar. He came back. He played two games and then he sat for a rest. So this is not a re-injury. That's why I put it on here. It's not a re-injury. He was sitting because it was a back-to-back. So he should be ready to go on Tuesday. They do have a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back to end the week. So that's where we can look at Murphy and Marshall and Jones as stream options. But otherwise, those guys aren't rosterable, I don't think. Zion still out with a hamstring in- injury. <clears throat> I would guess that he doesn't play in the All-Star break or until maybe he plays in the All-Star game like a 10-minute ceremonial starter and then he's back to full strength after that. That would be my guess. Well, Dyson Daniels probably looking at least another week or so with his ankle injury. That just gives more minutes to Devontae Graham, which it shouldn't. It should give them to Kyrie Lewis, but we're seeing De- uh, Devontae get those minutes, unfortunately. For the Knicks, <clears throat> it's only one bloke on that list. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. And he's out for a long time. He is out past the All-Star break. He's basically out all of February, would be my guess here. And yes, he is droppable. Like, this is a long time. He might not be back when your fantasy playoffs start, and you've got to look at that individually. But the designate... I I can't come here and tell you drop Mitchell Robinson, right? Because I don't know your individual circumstance. But what I can say is that Mitchell Robinson goes from a must-roster player to someone that moves into the... Yeah, maybe maybe he can be dropped, depending on your situation. You're sitting first and you got IL, then why would you drop him? You're eighth and your playoffs start February the 28th or whatever that date is, then why would you hold? And you because you need to get in. Like, there's no point in that. So that's where, that's the desert. That's what I can tell you is that he's not a absolutely don't drop player anymore. He's a player where you look at it and go, well, maybe. And a lot of circumstances would say, yes, you can drop him. The Oklahoma City Thunder. The only real new injury on here is Lou Dort with his. um. Hamstring injury? No, my son is also named Bort. I don't believe we have an official injury update for him for Monday. Oh, actually, no, he is out on Monday. I don't think he'll play Wednesday. I think there's a chance he returns Saturday against the Rockets. And with him out, they started Aaron Wiggins. And he was really good last game. I don't think he's anything more than maybe like a 14-team streamer, but he was good. I'd say we're probably two weeks away from Robinson Earl returning. And I reckon we're probably a month away from Pokyshevsky returning. Neither of those guys need to be added or stashed. And we know that with them out, the center position, Position continues to be an every game rotation. Last game, it was Pig Williams who started. So who do we go for in today's one? Will it be Pig again? Will it be Kenrich Williams? Will it be Mike Muscala? Anybody's guess. The next team we look at. It's only Chimura KK that's on the injury report. He is still dealing with that knee soreness. Remember, he missed his entire rookie season with a torn ACL. I don't think he plays this week. And to be honest... When he actually returns from the injury, I don't think he plays anyway. Like, who does he take minutes from? Let's look at their rotation. Where does Truma get into the mix? Franz Wagner? Bunkero? Obviously not. Wendell Carter? No. Markel Fultz? No. Cole Anthony? No. Gary Harris? Maybe, but no. 
Um, Jalen Suggs, no. Bol Bol, no. Mo Wagner, no. Different position. John Isaac, no. So that's 10 players. So AKK is the 11th guy, probably batting, battling with Terrence Ross for the 11th or 12th rotation spot. I don't think he plays. I don't think he's in the rotation unless trades happen. So that's a lot of talk about a guy that doesn't matter. On to the Philadelphia 76ers. It's Joel Embiid, who's on the injury report. He's questionable with his foot for the game on Monday. He is going to be on this report, I think, for a while. His foot is clearly not right. He will take games off. And their next three games are against Orlando, Orlando, and the Spurs. He, there is no way in my mind that Embiid is playing in all three of those games. There's just no way. He is not healthy. His foot is busted. And he will sit one of those games. Probably Wednesday would be my guess. But don't be surprised if he sits even two of the next three games. They play the Knicks on Sunday, the Celtics Wednesday, the Knicks on Friday after that. Fairly confident he'll be up for those ones. But I don't think they're going to need him to handle the Spurs. So he is going to sit some time. I am very certain of that. And of course, when he sits, Montrez Harrell's the guy. For the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, maybe he returns next week. At the end of next week, there's a, there's a chance that Devin is able to return. Well, the end of this week, sorry. Um, they, they play a Friday, Saturday back-to-back. So maybe they ease him in on the road trip against the um, Pistons or he plays Friday against the Celtics. Then they also have a game Tuesday against the Nets next week. So I think that we are going to come close to that Booker return. And the guy that should have benefited from Booker's absence, Landry Shamit, is still out. He played like two games since Booker was out. Since Aaron Gordon dunked his nuts on his face at Christmas Day, we've just never seen Shamit. So Shamit remains out. Cameron Payne still remains out. I doubt they play Monday, Wednesday. Um, and yeah, that's yeah, it's frustrating because they would have had an opportunity to put up solid enough performances to be streamed if Booker was at, uh, with Booker out, but they just haven't been able to benefit. And then we got some news on Jay Crowder, who is dealing with a terrible case of his caps lock on his keyboard being stuck. It's really tough, and I feel sorry for him. He's had to miss fifty games because of it. Uh, but now there's talk that he's been given permission to speak to the Bucks in regards to a trade. And no, you don't add Jay Crowder because he's getting traded to the Bucks. Jay Crowder would come off the bench for the Bucks, and he would come off the bench and play 24 minutes or so, basically like a Pat Connaughton role. And Crowder needs 31 minutes or so. We saw it Phoenix. Was he a must-roster player last season? God, no. And his role would be significantly worse in Milwaukee. And yes, I know Bobby Portis is out, but Bobby Portis is a backup center. Jay Crowder is a four. And Portis does play some four, but... You know who the four is? Giannis. Like, what's Crowder's not doing a huge amount there. So no, if he is traded to the Bucks, we're not adding Jay Crowder in 10 or 12 team leagues. And, you know, I'm sure he's got to go fund me going to help unstick his uh, cap sock on his keyboard. For Portland, Josh the Hitman Hart is dealing with a hamstring injury. He missed the last game they played. I think there's a decent risk that he misses Monday against the Hawks. That would mean Nasir Little would start, and that would mean that you don't want to stream Nasir Little. He's not a very good permanent fantasy producer. Some Blazers people think that Little will hold that starting job regardless over Hart. I'm not certain of that, but I can see the merits behind it. You've got Yusuf Nurkic dealing with calf soreness. Not They're calling it Australian. They're calling it soreness. NBA's buzzword this season. If Nurkic is out, we do go with Eubanks. He's the pretty clear one-for-one switch there. Justice Winslow, probably another week and a half to two weeks. His role just further complicates things for Little and Sharp and Hart and Jabari Walker and all those guys. Not that we want to add Winslow, but yeah, that's just further complication. And then old mate Ibu Baji, who hasn't played a game this season. He's listed out with knee soreness. Sacramento, cool. Nothing to report. They've had this so many times. And while it's not the major reason why they're the three seed in the West... It's a big factor. And you just hope for Kings fans that the injury bug doesn't bite down the stretch. Could be disastrous. The San Antonio Spurs. 
Devin Vassell remains out. And much like, you know, holding guys like Kelly Oubre, Vassell's a significantly better player than Oubre, but there's no, they've got no motivation to bring him back quickly. He's still probably three to four weeks away. I don't expect Vassell to play in February. Maybe it's in March. And that's a really tough call to hold. I don't think you need to. You've got Romeo Langford, who they said was going to be out a long time. And then after one game, they listed him questionable. Now he's missed, of course, three in a row because questionable tags don't mean anything in the NBA anymore. Langford is not a 12-team league player regardless. His absence does open things up for Cater Bates-Diop to be a streamer and gives a little bit of extra value for Joshie Richardson, who missed last game with a, or missed last two games with a knee problem, but he is he's listed probable, and he should return, and he moves back into that 14-team league spot, Richardson, and a 12-team streamer. For the Toronto Raptors. But what about Scarps? OG. Stop, ones. OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. It's a bit frustrating we don't have a full update on OG Ananobi. He has missed... He left the Friday game against the Warriors. He missed Saturday's game with a wrist. He's listed out on Monday against the Suns. It was a pretty bad fall, and it looked like shit. That could be like a full wrist sprain, a fractured wrist. Now, the, the fracture, we don't know. We don't expect there's anything there. But we don't have actually an update on OG. So what we do, we just get Precious Achua, and we stream Precious Achua. And to be fair, I think we just hold Precious Achua until the trade deadline. Because if they do trade Gary Trent or OG Ananobi, and don't bring a starter caliber player back, Precious will start and play 35 minutes and be useful. And he has really improved his game. And yeah, I was wrong about his fantasy value this season. I wasn't because he's been bad for 50% of the season, but the last two weeks he's been much better. Delano Banton out with a hip injury. He's questionable at the moment. Cool. Um, Utah pretty healthy at the moment. The only injury is a bloke by the name of Micah Potter, who's out for a few weeks with an elbow problem, probably actually like a, a month or two for him, but no one really needs him in a fantasy league. While for the Wizards, Christos Porzingis is back. And of course, our opportunity to see what would happen without Hachimura and Porzingis and Gafford and Avdi are all playing um, is in doubt because Dan Gafford has appeared on the injury report with an illness. Now, Gafford played 33 and 29 minutes the last two games, which is bloody brilliant. Is that because Hachimura was gone? Is it because Porzingis was gone exclusively? We might not find out today, which is annoying. Still hold Gafford. Then Anthony Gill is out for COVID, the only player currently out in the COVID protocols. Interesting. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, thumb it up and leave the comments. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.